Hello, and welcome to a podcast for the month of gastroenterology and hepatology. I'm Gavin Cleaver, and as part of our January 2019 issue, I'm joined by Professor Graham Foster to discuss his recent paper on viral hepatitis in migrant populations. Professor Foster, thank you for joining me today. My pleasure. So tell us a little bit about the background of the trial in terms of the global burden of viral hepatitis and WHO elimination targets. Why is it so important to identify infected individuals amongst migrant populations? Hepatitis C, Gavin, is a fascinating infection with two very different populations who are at high risk. The first population that's at very high risk and is particularly common in developed countries are people who inject or have injected in the past illicit drugs, and that's a very good way of transmitting the virus. But around the globe, the vast majority of people with hepatitis C have been infected from poor quality medical practice. They've been infected by doctors using poorly sterilized equipment, using needles and syringes that weren't as sterile as they should have been. And that means we have this rather bizarre epidemic where we are telling people who've injected drugs that they're at risk and at the same time trying to persuade a migrant population who have no interest and have never used drugs that they're also at risk. And that makes our job very difficult because publicity campaigns have this slightly bifid approach going for rather conservative immigrant communities and a very different population of drug users. Now, globally, we know that some countries have huge prevalences of hepatitis C, up to 20% in parts of Egypt and parts of Pakistan, for example. And we know, of course, that many of those people have come to England, contributed to our economy, contributed to our country. But unfortunately, they brought with them the high prevalence of hepatitis C that's in their indigenous population. And because most people in England are trained to think about hepatitis C as a drug user's virus, at the moment, they're very often being ignored. Yes, so that's some interesting questions. So what did your study show in terms of how best to reach migrant populations for, for their screening and treatment? We were hoping that in the baseline, the control practices, recommendations from NICE would lead to reasonable levels of testing. In fact, that didn't happen at all, and the testing rates in the control practices were very low indeed. When we incentivized GPs, when we gave them additional funding, additional support, additional training, and considerable encouragement, that significantly increased the proportion who were tested, but it was still relatively low at around 20%. Yes, yeah, so as you said, this uptake was, was really low. So what, what, what do you think might have accounted for this? I think we have two problems to address. The first is problems in primary care, where general practitioners, of course, are overburdened by lots and lots of different incentives, different schemes, and many of them really don't have the time to focus on all the areas they'd like to. So I think we have probably squeezed our primary care physicians more than is wise. There's also a perception in the immigrant populations that it's not their problem, they're not at risk, and we know that immigrants have a lot of priorities, and often healthcare isn't high on that list. So I think we've got work to do both in the community and with our primary care colleagues to try and prioritise this area over the next few years. So part of your study was aimed at investigating treatment compliance in a community setting compared to a hospital setting for for the patients who tested positive. This might not be completely intuitive. Were you surprised that you didn't find a difference between the two settings? Very much so. We've done quite a lot of work with injecting drug users, and it's very clear that in that population, if you move treatment close to the patient, compliance is increased dramatically. What we saw with the immigrant communities was quite the opposite. They were very happy to come to the hospital, and in fact, they weren't prepared to hang around at all and wait for us to set up community services. They wanted to come and talk to us and get treated immediately.
Now, of course, we're talking here about a population who self-selected. They came forward for testing because they were worried. So perhaps it's not a surprise that they were very keen to engage in care. It might be that if we're looking at the 80% of migrants who didn't volunteer for testing, we might have got a very different result. So what about in terms of cost effectiveness? Now, what aspects of your intervention were kind of 